Welcome, everybody, to episode 128 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Um, I, I feel like we have one listener who is going to rage turn this off when he finds out who the guest is. Uh, but we have with us our buddy Bearded Southern Gentleman to come on and talk a little bit about some Tudor tonight. Um, so, and full disclosure, this is dropping a week after the recorder. We're actually ahead for once, right, Buzzy? I, I know it's amazing. <laughs> That'll change after my business trip at the end of the at the end of the month. So that's that might be why we're planning ahead. But Brian, good to have you back on the show. Absolutely, thank you guys so much for having me. It's always always good to have you on, buddy. Um, so as we usually start, like, and I feel like this is going to be an episode where we kind of go for a while. So we should just we should just get through uh, the formalities. Uh, what's in the glass? What's on the wrist? And you can tell us what's on your head too, Brian. Yeah. So for those in the uh, listening medium, I have a uh, custom. I guess it was probably a boutique only. I think it was actually only offered at an event that was put on by Red Bull, but a, uh, a custom Tudor hat that uh, was graciously graciously given to me um, by one of my local 80s good friends that was a uh, rep with Tudor. So, yeah, I got to flex on that a little bit because I am a swag boy at heart. Um <laughs> For that, um, since we are talking Tudor tonight, I do have on my new to me this year, uh, Tudor Black Bay Pro. Um, and in the glass, I have a Woodford Reserve Double Oak store pick from a local store that is delicious. The Double Oaks are great. Yeah. I, I know. That, I don't want to say that Woodford doesn't get enough love. They get a lot of love, but it's also one that's very available. You know, one so. that I think, you know, we talk sleeper hits on a lot of things, and that's one that I feel gets a lot less love than it should. They do a weeded variant. And for anybody Ooh. that is really big into like the Weller line, specifically Weller Antique, it tastes almost identical. It's readily available, and it's like $30 a bottle. Nice. Oh, geez. So 40 in Ohio, but still. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Depending on your tax regime. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, Buzzy, what have you got? All right. Uh, I've got the Tudor Black Bay 58 uh, with the Forstner Jubilee bracelet. I've been feeling jubilant since I've put it back on this bad boy. Uh, very, very much like it. Um, my oldest uh she thinks it's funny because she she points out that i'm wearing my tutor black bay and then you know makes a joke about how tutor sounds like toot or um, <laughs> have to fight fight the urge to laugh because it it is hilarious i mean you i toilet humor is always funny to me but but i can't i can't laugh too much because that encourages exactly them. exactly <laughs> Yeah, the struggle. <laughs> I know. Okay, then in in the glass, I've been phoning it in the past couple of weeks, so making it up for to you, dear listeners. Uh, I made an old fashioned tonight with Buffalo Trace, uh, both Ingo and uh, Orange bitters, and I I primarily made it because we did actually buy some oranges today. So a little, little orange peel muddled in and, and garnished and only one Luxardo cherry, because I'm pretty sure that the next time I, I buy a jar of those, they'll be like $43. And, uh, it's tough. I almost was compelled to, to make my own. Um, but that seemed like a lot of work. 
Don't don't forget the jar of cherries. Or did I not give that to you yet? I know I still have. Is this the one from like two years ago for Christmas? Do I still not know the no. one from? Uh, no, you you still we've still not uh, done that. Uh, and <laughs> so we've seen each other three times, and I've forgotten each time the cherries that Mister Stockton has. Very much so. So, so I was going to say I had one of those in a Rob Roy the other day, and they're fantastic. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, we we uh, we need to get some more some more method vermouth in here. I, we do. I'm I'm ready to to go back to to swilling Manhattans on the regular. Um, Mm-hmm. We were we were uh, back back home at my parents this weekend. I had a lot of eighteen year uh, Chivas Regal. Ooh. It was fantastic. Yeah, so good. Well, speaking of Chivas, I have in my glass a recommendation actually from our buddy Bryant. You remember the trip you took, and you were like, "Hey, what was the uh, what was the scotch that you recommended?" And I was like, oh, the Caribbean Reserve. And he's like, well, uh, you were like, have you tried the Founders Reserve? And I was like, no. He goes, well, I'm going to get them both. Um, And since then, every time I see Founders Reserve and I'm running low, I snag that as well. And we've talked with our buddy Sandy. I was like, this is kind of, it's not really a hybrid, but you finish it in uh, first fill American oak barrels. And it has a little bit of a bourbon twang to it. Uh, It's a Scott, like, I know that, that. The Scottish folks, when they came in, they kind of moved to the highlands of Kentucky anyway. Like, that's just kind of a, like, you look at last names and you look at some of the genealogy of a lot of the folks in Kentucky and you can trace some of them back to Scotland. And I, this is kind of that that little hybrid right there. Um, so I've got that in the glass and it's fantastic. I'd, so, I'd say um, it's almost like the bourbon drinker scotch. It is. It is. It is. Or if you're a scotch drinker who turns your nose up at bourbon and you like this, maybe you should give some bourbon a try. Yeah. Um, it's a good hybrid like it's, segue for sure. It really is. It really is. It hits all the right notes. And I will say, if you're on the fence about saying, you know, I like Manhattans, but I'm not sure about a Rob Roy, this is the one to go to because, it, it's it, again, it's got that little hybrid kind of feel to it. Like it, it, it's, it feels different and familiar at the same time. Yeah. Rob Roy um... – Nothing too peaty. Just, just, just don't, don't, don't be wild with it. Okay, this is not, uh, this is not time to put like Lagavulin or or, or some like, mm-hmm. you know, monster, monster scotch. Like you need Highland something, something mild, something that's going to uh, just get in this loving embrace with with the vermouth mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, but the the founders reserve sounds like a very good starting point for that. You know, you know something. I know that there's not a drink name for this, but if I'm remembering correctly, and I haven't had it in a while because the bottle goes down really quick, um, Suntory Toki whiskey. I think you and I have talked about this. It tastes like it almost tastes like a very very pure Scotch flavor. Like if you think of what Scotch is, it's like of course the Japanese took it and they just made it like very purely because that's what the Japanese tend to do with things. Um, I would be curious to try that in a Rob Roy style, because it's not, it's not scotch, it's Japanese whiskey, but it's got a similar flavor. I could see that actually working really well. So some, some Suntory Toki whiskey, a good vermouth, you know, a cherry, some, some bitters. I could see that going really well. So um, might have to try that. For sure. I don't know what we call it, but um, anyway. So on the wrist... Uh, I, I'm going to break the spell here. It is still Speedy Tuesday when we're recording this, and I thought mm-hmm. about changing to the Tudor, uh, the Tudor Black Bay Steel, or, as we'll get to in a little bit, my Seiko SPB 149. 
that watch is going to play a heavy role in the conversation later. Um, but I still have my uh, 3861 uh, Hesalite Speedy because it's Speedy Tuesday. And this watch just, it's almost perfect. So um, anyway, I think they, we've talked about this. The bracelet makes it. I, I love the way it looks on straps. But invariably, an hour later, I'm like, ah, I want to put the bracelet back on. Like, it has nothing to do with the look. The watch is a total strap monster. They just, I think, this new execution of the bracelet, fantastic. Um, but anyway. So, drink check, wrist check out of the way in well under 40 minutes. Um, we, we could keep going. Talk to, we could, but we are not going to. We're not going to. We're, we're not going to buy into that hype. Um, we need to talk... We need to talk uh, Rolex's little sister. We need to talk Tudor. And I have tried on all three of the new releases, albeit briefly. Bryant, you now own both of them. So should we start chronological two, two order? Two of the three. Yeah. Two of the three. You, well, you own the two that came out. You haven't, yeah. like, very few people own the latest one, the Pelagos. Mm-hmm. We, I think... And that's not because... You'd never own one that you just merely look after for the next generation. It's because it just hasn't been out enough. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just it just started. As we're recording this, it's been out less than a week. Yes. Um, I've I've tried one on though, and we will get to that in a little bit. If I'm remembering, it was Black Bay Pro, then Ranger, then obviously Pelagos. Should we start? Let's just start with the Black Bay Pro. Sure. Yeah, it's obviously the first the first tutor that entered your collection this year. This year, yeah. <laughs> for anybody listening i i have an affinity for tudor and uh it's you know some people have different brands i have two uh my two favorite are tudor and uh chase with oak and oscar makes an amazing product as well uh so i have a a couple of his watches and a strong advocate for his brand but yeah so uh i had got two of the three releases that dropped this year um for anybody that doesn't know me on a personal level. I made a pretty drastic career change earlier this year. Uh, and in doing so kind of wanted to mark the occasion. Um, very fun story. And I'll try to keep it brief because anybody that knows me knows that I'm, uh, I'm an avid storyteller and can get quite lengthy at times. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes you a great podcast guest. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're going for another world record length uh, episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I left my prior role where I, you know, was in the uh, corporate world for you know nine plus years. Uh, got into uh, the recruiting industry, and to do so, really wanted to mark the occasion. Um, right around the same time that I made the actual switch, the uh, Black Bay Pro was released, and I uh, I wanted to again mark the occasion of having a new chapter in my life. And I actually was going on a trip with my wife for our 10-year anniversary to Iceland. Um, was hoping to have the watch prior to making the trip, but unfortunately was not able to. But unbeknownst to me, uh, a couple of my dear friends planned, because we had another couple that were meeting us in Iceland for the second half of our trip. They, uh, they got the watch to the couple that were meeting us, and surprised me with it over dinner one night, just again, towards the end of our trip in Iceland. So super fond memories that I have with that watch. Um, you know, it was, I'm kind of big on numbers and memories. And, you know, I started this new role 
uh, April 4th. So 4-4, I got this watch one month after to the day. So a lot of little things like that, again, just help make it all the more special to me. Um, and then had really no plans on getting anything else this year. Um, as most watch guys will say, that's kind of the story. Um, <laughs> the, the but, story. Uh, at least that's what we tell ourselves in our lives. And yeah. So I wasn't really planning on it, but yeah. this just kind of happened. That's what we tell our financial advisors too. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, the, the next one that I really wanted is I had in the past, the, uh, heritage ranger. And I really liked it, but it was a little bit large. It just, the proportions weren't hundred percent right for me. Right. Uh, and it was at a time where I wasn't wearing it. So I felt like I needed to, you know, pass it on to another person that would get a little bit more love and uh, wear out of it than I could give it. So I really had a, uh, a void in my collection for a field watch and I missed having one because it was a really, really great watch. Um, so I've always had an affinity for Rolex. I mean, who, who doesn't? And the plan was to go towards an Explorer one year end more than likely. Um, but I, they just dropped the Ranger. Um, I think that was like on a Thursday. I got my, my first commission check with my new company that <laughs> Friday. And uh, so I reached out to one of my good friends and said, Hey, you know, you guys going to have one in. And uh, he said, yeah, you want it. And I, you know, I said, well, let me think about it. So I you know, took the evening, kind of thought about it, deliberated on it and uh, ended up saying, you know what, let's go ahead and pull the trigger on it. So picked it up and actually got it engraved uh, on the back says HWPO for hard work pays off. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just kind of like a little, uh, Memento to me to, uh, you know, again, just remember that, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason. If you put in hard work, you're going to get rewarded for it. So. So those are, that's, those are two really good stories about purchasing them. Let's get into a little bit like risk presence, things like that. What you like about both of them, because I know the, the two designs, they kind of harken back to, I mean, obviously the, the, the black Bay pro looks quite a bit like, I think, kind of going for the 1655 look mm -hmm. and then you know the, the ranger looks like the ranger like the previous one obviously it's got way better proportions mm -hmm. you know the thing that i find interesting about the two is they both have that new t-fit class which i think is a great step up over the previous model or the, the previous model in the ranger's perspective and a, a, a great addition to the black bay line with the pro the closure looks a little bit different which i thought was odd you just figure that like for a watch that's yeah, for a for a bracelet that tapers from twenty to sixteen, I would imagine in both cases that they'd have like the same logo on the enclosure, like they they look the same. I know that there's just some slight differences between the two, which I just found like is an interesting choice. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty unique that they did that as well. You know, the the Black Bay Pro, if we're talking wrist presence, it uh, caught a lot of flack when it was first released. You know, a lot of people were saying that it was too tall because it's something like 14 and a half millimeters tall. You know I mean? It, it is definitely, it's got some height to it. She's a thick boy, if you want to call it that. But when you put it on wrist, it's something about anybody that, you know, we've talked about this, you know, at nauseum almost anybody that has never worn the watch looking at the specs will say, there's no way that works. And then they, get it and put it on and they're like, okay, this really isn't as bad as 
it looks and reads on paper. Um, you know, I, I don't know why it does. I wish I could explain it because I'm looking at it right now and it, it bevels the same way that the, uh, I also have a black Bay GMT and it being 41, the case on the bottom kind of has a bevel to it, uh-huh. which helps hide it a little bit on the wrist. So it's not just as, you know, angular slab sided. Um, so the black Bay pro definitely has those same, uh, you know, bevels built in. I think that probably helps it a little bit. Um, the, the bracelet's amazing on it. Yes, it is awesome with the T fit clasp. I mean, is anybody that, you know, <laughs> I'm in South Carolina and it can be, you know, perfectly fine inside. And then you go outside for five minutes and your wrist doubles in size. It feels, um, so it's, it's really nice to be able to have that on the fly adjustment. Um, looking at both of them side by side, I definitely, I get the vibe, which I don't understand why, because the Rangers, you know, marketed to be just as sporty and adventurous as the Black Bay Pro itself. Um, I get like more of an elegant vibe with the, with the Ranger than I do the Black Bay Pro. The Black Bay Pro is very similar, if not identical to the new Pelagos 39. So it definitely has the shield to it where mm-hmm. the, uh, the Ranger has just the script tutor. Um, so it is very, you know, more elegant, I think in that respect. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really, really, really like the new Ranger. It, uh, again, uh, people were saying that the proportions, again, you read it online everybody's like, Oh, they should have made it either, you know, a 38 or a 37, maybe even potentially a 36. But, you know, I've looked at them side by side with the OG range, or excuse me, the OG uh, Explorer One that's thirty nine, and the proportions actually make it the new Ranger look smaller than the uh, the OG Explorer One, which is kind of hard to explain. But in pictures, it definitely it's something with the dial to uh, case proportions. It just it doesn't wear as big as most people would think it would wear. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I tried on last week that when I was at Richter and Phillips, we'll get to the other watch that I tried on, but they had a a new Ranger in the case on a NATO. So I didn't quite get the whole experience with the bracelet, although trying on an unsized bracelet, I feel like you don't get the full experience yeah, of the watch by yeah. any means. It's not the same. You can get an idea of like the weight and the balance and things like that, and you can play with the new clasp. Um but it's it's not quite the same but i mean it it, it wears like you said it wears very nicely it has good wrist presence um i think that one with the thinner proportions with with the um in-house movement i think is it's 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 really well done i don't necessarily like the loom color is a bit of a miss for me in person it's just a little yellow but it's not bad um so that was the next just, thing that i was going to remark on i i very much if we're talking apples to apples i like the black bay pros loom a lot more than I like the new Rangers loom. Hmm. I don't dislike the Rangers loom though, because a lot of the pictures you'll see are under fluorescent lighting. It's a totally different animal when you get it under ambient or natural lighting. Like it looks completely different. Um, I mean, it definitely, again, like it, it's just not the same. And that's, I, 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 they're trying to hit two different demographics, I think. Yeah, the uh, the the new Ranger to me is like 
one of the most ridiculously good value plays, uh, I would say, in in their lineup. Um, uh, obviously, the in-house movement, the T-fit, and it's at essentially parity with, with the Black Bay 36. Um, I also like it quite a bit better than the last new ranger that they had something about actual end links just kind of does it for me plus it has actual end links which is phenomenal yeah kind of important (laughs) just just a bit just a bit um it it is interesting with the t-fit clasp how it doesn't how it just has the the straight across uh safety uh snap i like that a lot better when the the t-fit came out uh with that uh, embossed shield it just seemed a, a bit too much for me, so I, I, I do really like uh, do really like that on the the Ranger. I guess I, I'm kind of interested. Um, was a Black Bay Thirty Six ever in the offing? How, how did you were you ever interested in that at all? Was was there ever any um, debate b- between those two? For me personally, no. Um, I, I really, really liked the aesthetics going back to the OG Ranger. Uh, for me, I, again, I really like the Explorer 1. Yeah. Something about the symmetry on the Ranger, though, for me, I just enjoy it that much more because it's got 36912. So any way you look at it, it's got something to balance the opposite side, which is very pleasing for me because mm-hmm. I'm a little OCD. So it's nice to have something it, on either side. Plus it's CDO that way the letters are in alphabetical order the way they're <laughs> supposed to be. <laughs> there we go. My dude. Um, <laughs> but it also, I like the minimalist text on it. it. It's just very nice. How again, less is more with this watch. Um, I do like the black Bay 36. I just, something about the three, six, nine was what, I had always been a fan of, and I figured if I was going to get a Rolex, that that would probably be one of the better Rolexes for me to have because it's, I wouldn't call it just as under the radar watch, but it's, it does fly under the radar compared to some of its other, you know, counterparts. Agreed. Um, And it's a much better price point too, but that was honestly a very strong driving factor as to why I went ahead and got the Ranger was the price was a fraction of what I pay for a brand new Explorer one. And it's like, well, if you look at it from that aspect, I'd be foolish not to buy the Ranger because I'm ultimately saving money. And that's, that's a lie we tell ourselves daily, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it truly is like I could buy two and a half Rangers for one Explorer if I were to buy them new. Which does kind of just blow me away on that. I mean, that like with with everything that's packed into, and realistically, you could argue you get more out of the Ranger than you would a new Explorer One, unless you like the thirty six millimeter size better. But mm-hmm. I know it's got the safety class, but it doesn't have the T fit, which is so it, like it doesn't have the Rolex equivalent of, of Glide Lock. I know it has. I think it has an Easy Link. It would shock so. me if it didn't have an Easy Link. But just kind of interesting that. You have arguably better technology in the bracelet of the Tudor than you do in, in the uh, almost I would say an equivalent Rolex. Um, just kind of kind of odd there. 
Um, and I do know, or at least, you know, and Brian, you can elaborate on this, that T-Fit is slightly different than Glide Lock. Like, there's, there are some subtle differences there. Yeah, I, uh, I know with the T-Fit, and I, I don't know a ton about the Glide Lock, so maybe you can fill in any, you know, voids that I may have. But it, uh, I, I think it's pretty similar in the fact that, like, you combine them for anybody listening, you once you have it unclasped, you pull down and then can adjust back and forth along the glide. Um, and then there's looks like six micro adjustments. I oh, might wow. be off on that because I'm just quickly eyeballing it. Um, the one thing that I personally, I always run into this with every tutor I have is I have that odd wrist where I still need a half link. Um, so, you know, thankfully there's a, uh, I can't remember what is. He just changed his name, but it's Uncle, Uncle uh, Watch Traps, I think. Yeah, Uncle Seiko. I, I know he just changed the the website, so I don't know what his new uh, his new handle is. But I uh, so I have half links for the Ranger because the Black Bay thirty six, albeit polished on the sides, still fit. So I have one of those for the Ranger, and then. Uh, you can take the Black Bay 58 half link and do a little bit of massaging and get it to fit the Black Bay Pro. But from what I hear on good authority is that he has a half link that's proprietary to the Black Bay Pro coming out um, in short order. So I plan on picking one of those up as well. So even with the six adjustments, you still need a half link? So my wrist is one of the weird ones that I can I was say this is pretty impressive, Brian. <laughs> but I, I can tell you like this is it's it's a real problem for a lot of people that are within like the Tudor world that uh, you can add a link and have it all the way in and it'll be just a little too loose. But then you can remove a link and have it all the way out and it'll fit. But the moment that you do any kind of activity and your wrist swells just even the slightest, it'll be a little too tight. So I would think that with six micro adjusts, though, that you would be like, that's interesting. That's you very interesting. That that, would think they're that microscopic of an adjustment. Yeah. That it doesn't. Those are true the, micro adjusts. Yeah. In the big picture, you don't gain a ton of adjustment. Ten to which the it's negative six for, adjustments, perhaps. Yeah. Which it's, it's great for, again, like if you just need just a smidge because you've had, you know, a bourbon or you're eating a slice of pizza or something along those lines. But. Otherwise, like I, I can't put the watch on prior to getting these half links. Like if I just finished working out or something, because it just, my wrists are too swollen and I can't wear the watch. So the funny thing about the difference though, between that and cause from what I'm remembering on the sub, there's no clicking, like it clicks in, like it clicks out and then it slides and then it clicks in. You have to, you pick whichever one. The sub actually cl- had like little detents for each one of them. So that is that to me, it's not a huge difference, but I did notice that when I was playing with the new Pelagos, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I popped it out and was sliding it back. And I was like, oh, there's no detent. I was like, that's, that is a difference. The sub Submariner, and I think I would imagine the Sea Dweller that also has Glide Lock, has little detents for each of the six or however many there are. I can't remember. And so that's extremely similar to how Chase just did the Oaken Oscars with their new uh, glide lock system. I don't I don't know what yep. his proprietary name is for it, but it's the same thing. He uses ceramic ball bearings. So whenever you pop it down and do the micro adjust, you get a visceral feel of it clicking to the next one. 
and I've said it multiple times, I much prefer that to these because you actually can tell when it's moving to the next one with this one, since they are so close together of an adjustment. If you, you can very easily skip one, if you only need just one adjust and go to Mm -hmm. three and then you have to take it off and adjust again. So it is nice, but at the same time, like it can be a bit of a pain because they are so close together and you don't get that feedback on the, uh, the actual locking mechanism itself. One final thing with half links. Um, I find half links actually more important for positioning the clasp itself than for getting the correct um, circumference to mat- match your wrist. Um, with with my Manta uh, SkyQuest, I significantly improved my comfort just by switching the half length that I was using because uh, I only had one half length on it uh, over to the other side of the clasp. I mean, it was like night and day difference. Um, and I, I think that's honestly um, the the unsung utility of the half length is to, to get that clasp correctly positioned to where it's really comfortable on, on the inside of your wrist. Yeah, for sure. And and that's one thing that a lot of people are also saying about these new uh, T-Fit systems, that they're extremely long. Yeah. So that is another, you know, shining unsung hero about the uh, the half link is that you can do it on the opposite side. So the side facing closest to your thumb, and it'll give you that extra, you know, flatness of the clasp where before maybe it would roll back up towards the pinky side of your uh, wrist a little more. Exactly. No, I mean, that's a, it is an interesting, like just the subtle differences between those two, but you're right. Those clasps are, they're a bit longer. Mm. Although I, that is, that is one complaint that I have seen recently is the, uh, you know, the Black Bay, the original Black Bay and the Black Bay 58 clasps seem to be a little bit too large, but I don't know that the T-Fit clasps are, I know they're more tapered, so they're not as wide. Uh, I don't know that they're necessarily that much smaller. I think they are a little bit. They close a little bit better, but they're you got you got to you have to find a way to put. Like if you want the micro adjust, you need to be able to put it somewhere. It can't uh, yep. not be in the. So you got you got to have the space to move it around. Got to pay the piper. And so I'm looking at it right now next to the OG Pelagos, and it's shorter than that. So if anybody can get you know comfortable with a Pelagos clasp, then they can get comfortable with. A Ranger or a Black Bay Pro Club. Oh, wow. for sure. Yeah. I, oh, I would. Oh, you don't have you. You have your GMT on the Forstner. Uh, that that would be the Seiko, one. But yeah. Okay, I would be curious about that only because that Pelagos. I don't say the Pelagos. The original Pelagos clasp is massive, but it it's pretty massive just because of it has it has the T fit. It has three T fit positions, and then it has the spring load, and then it has the wetsuit extension. So like that, that's got everything. So I can show you that as well because I uh, I retrofitted my Uncle Seiko Jubilee to have the original Tudor clasp, and it <laughs> is <nice>. it is <laughs> um, okay. it is yes a good bit shorter I'd say yeah you know, almost a half inch which in yeah. watch terms is a yeah. lot massive big yeah. time yeah. yeah so no that's. Say, so having tried on, I, I got, I got, I got to experience the Black Bay Pro briefly. Um, 
when I was at windup. I think I think it was Blake Bettner had one on. And his wrist was roughly the same size as mine, so I did get to feel it. And you're right. Your comments earlier, I know we're kind of jogging back, but I'm, I'm trying to gear up. I'm going to tease it to what we're going to get into here next. The, the Pro fits better than it should. Mm-hmm. Is it a little bit thick? Yes, because it. I think you said it was what fourteen and a half, and which is, it's that's close to the 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 Black Bay GMT and, and the original Black Bay. It, they're not too far apart. No, though. they're a couple millimeters apart. Which for thirty nine millimeters is it's it's thick. The proportions, it works better than it should. Like it, I mean, it really does, and I think it has to do with it sinking into the wrist a little bit better. Yeah, um, and it doesn't overhang. So I think. I think if you can find a good comfortable spot to get that, yeah, it. I think it sinks in, and because it's smaller, like it's more noticeable. Versus, I have to imagine the Black Bay GMT or my Black Bay, because it has a longer lug to lug. It like even though it sinks in a little bit, it it takes up more of a footprint, and it's it's not going to wear as good. Even though you would think forty one millimeters similar height, it should wear fairly good. And it does. It just I, I think the pro works better than its proportions would kind of inform uh just reading them. So yeah, no, I think yeah. I think that has a little bit to do with it. It's amazing how they think of little things like beveling the edges. Because I I'm yes. I just put back on the, the GMT uh Black Bay and it's the same thing, right? Like it should in theory be way too large. Um, going off of you know the proportions that are given on paper, but you put it on and it it, it works. You know it mm-hmm. works perfectly. Yeah, that that uh, little chamfer on the underside of the lugs does a lot of heavy lifting. I was really mm-hmm. impressed uh, w- with it uh, in real life. I, I found you know it wore really nicely on my wrist, and the only thing that kept me from pulling the trigger essentially was um, just. Yeah, at, at that point, I uh, just had our daughter, and I'm like, well, super long game. Like, yeah, this is probably too large for her to ever wear, right? And that that's, like, the yeah. only thing that steered me away from from it. Well, and going back to the value proposition, right, like, both of these watches, um, I'm going to go a quick shout-out to uh, my boy Dirty Vans and a Rolex on uh, Instagram. <laughs> He uh, he also is a fellow BB Pro owner and wore his for a month, and it's running at plus one for an entire month. It's like, impressive! It's, it's crazy how accurate these watches can be um, for what you know relatively you're spending compared to some of their more expensive counterparts. Well, and I mean, you think about it the 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 uh, the nice thing about the Black Bay Pro is uh, you don't have a date wheel issue if there's no date wheel. Your <laughs> <Our> story. <laughs> Delete, <laughs> delete option. <laughs> um, anyway, should we move on to uh, the latest hotness? Let's do it. Uh, so the the new Pelagos, the thirty nine millimeter Pelagos. Um, I guess I'll just I've seen it in person. I know you guys haven't. Why don't we get your guys's initial takes before I either agree or disagree having handled one? So. Bryant, you're the guest. What, what what are your initial thoughts on that? Like, you're not buying another watch, allegedly. <laughs> Depends on if my wife's listening or not. Yeah. <laughs> Ours don't. Yeah. yeah, mine probably won't either. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely on short list. Um, you know, there's a few watches that, even when I first got into this 
craziness I always wanted. A Note 8 sub has always been at the top of the list. Um, just the same as like an Explorer 1 and a Pepsi or Batman. And it's funny now, I very much will probably have their counterparts in my collection, you know, probably in the next 12 to 14 months for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I absolutely love it. I think it's a home run. You know, proportion wise, it's similar, if not identical, to the Ranger. Um, some people are saying that it wears a little small, but I think that that's kind of its charm is that comparative to the FXD and the uh, the OG Pelagos, it's a lot smaller. So it's a lot more approachable for somebody that might want a titanium watch um, that, again, has that um, Tudor in-house manufacturer caliber and you know can get, I think it's still, what, 200 meters water resistance so yeah. it's going to do anything you're ever going to throw at it it's going to look good doing it i i applaud them for doing a different finish than they have in uh you know generations past with having the um the ceramic bezel insert i think that's really cool uh, i like that they stuck true to its heritage with doing the loom um but no i i really really like it i think it's a home run for sure yeah, uh, I second a lot of what you what you say. So the the original Pelagos is a watch that um, multiple times. I mean, I can think of two for sure times, maybe three times. Uh, in the abstract, I was super excited. Heck yes, I'm going to buy this watch. Just 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 all hot and bothered that this is like the perfect sports watch. This is, this is what I'm doing. And, um, when I would see them in person, the, uh, Riho that seemed, seemed like a neat, uh, uh, design choice just in person. It, it looked plasticky for some reason. Uh, I, I thought about like poker chips, but like not the good clay ones, like the crummy plastic ones and it just completely completely put me off um the size i mean it it's not that's not terrible i i my wrist I, that works with it i can can go that big it, it's not uh not too bad um but uh the the new pelagos being essentially the same as as my black bay 58 which is like it really is ideal. It's so comfortable. It doesn't look uh, particularly small ever, uh, but it's just eminently comfortable. Never feels like there's extra junk on your wrist just waiting to uh, catch a, a door frame or you know one one of those sort of kind of cringy things that happens when you when you're wearing a watch, right? Damaging it. Um. So. Were I to buy any Pelagos, it would be it would be this one for sure. Uh, I don't care that that the dial is not matte. Don't care one bit. Big deal. It looks interesting. I mean, for crying out loud, my my sub three hundred T Doxa, the the sunburst finish on the silver is what makes that watch. Um. Will will I be buying this anytime soon? Eh, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen it in person, and perhaps I will become so smitten, so you know, t- taken away um, with it that, that I'll just 
before I even understand what's happening, I'll pop my Amex out of my wallet and swipe. Probably not. I'm, I'm not, it's not your style. I'm not that intemperate. Um, <laughs> Me, on the other hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I, in general, really the only thing that uh, holds me back on it is uh, I don't like titanium as much as I like steel for sports watches or just in general. I like a little bit of weight. So um, not – Having not had it on my wrist, couldn't tell you how it feels, whether it would feel too light for my taste, but that that, that is that is my one uh hold back from it. And also like I I definitely think that in the future my collection can use like one exemplar modern sports watch to go with to, to complement my, my uh, 58. That being said, I don't know whether it's like too much tutor, like too much tuna uh, to, to have the, uh, the it's too much tuna. It's too much tuna. Curl show, by the way, just <laughs> yeah. unsung greatness in. Uh, have you, have you seen? Oh, hello. On Broadway. It, yes. Yes. It's fantastic. It really is. That, they say if if you like Kroll Show and you like, like if you haven't seen Oh Hello on Broadway, especially if you get a bunch like not that you get not that I know a ton of it, but um, one of the, the more fun people to watch it with is my sister in law who actually went to school in New York <laughs> uh, to have her on um, and listen to them describe it as the coffee breath of neighborhoods, <laughs> so, like just just, <laughs> just the the. The the um, I think my favorite part is after the dance sequence where <laughs> George and Gil lay down for in real time for like two minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been ages since yeah. I've watched that one. I, I need to. We were we were watching the clips of Curl Show because like it, it's on like Paramount Plus or some like oh, yeah. third tier streaming service. So I had to like degrade myself with watching clips of it on youtube uh, anyway good show so good show anyway yes uh yeah my, my my main concern would be uh titanium and it just overall is it too much tutor uh to have like the modern sports watch and the like ideal retro uh diver so I find that com- those comments interesting because I don't necessarily think of it as a sports. I, I mean, I know divers and sports watches are like like sports watches is a bigger category. Right. I don't necessarily think of divers as sports watches. To me, they're divers. Same thing with chronographs. Like chronographs are chronographs. Like I know they're largely you could say, hey, they're both technically sport watches, but like that's really just you're splitting hairs or you're, you're just trying to define things or categorize things. I've tried this, I've tried this watch on. I will say it is very good in a lot of ways. It's better than the sub I used to have. And in a lot of ways, it's also better than the new sub given its proportions, its size, the way it works. Now, the thing that I will say that's very interesting because our buddy Zach has mentioned this before 
he prefers his like tool tool watches or dive watches or what have you to have more of a matte dial or a matte finish. Um, I will say it's not as noticeable in person when you compare it to the watch that I brought with me to check it out next to my SPB 149. They're both surprisingly shinier under the fluorescent lights at Richter and Phillips. Now, interestingly enough, I also had them pull the Pelagos out of the case, the original Pelagos, and oh my goodness, does that thing not throw any light. <laughs> it was like photographing that compared to the other two was like night and day. It was like, there's no crystal on this watch and it is like, it just kills everything. So when you're going to say, hey, tool watches should be matte, you should be able to see things. The original Pelagos is still king there. Like it absolutely, absolutely is readable in all conditions. There's no glare. It's really like I actually kind of walked away from that thinking, wow, the, the AR coating and the matte dial on the original Pelagos is really impressive because it was like you could snap a photo at any angle and it looked great because you have to worry about the glare. Really took me a while to try to get the, the Tudor and the SPB next to each other, the, the new Pelagos, without a bunch of glare because the, the Sunray finish, while it is subtle and it isn't that noticeable on both of them, it's definitely more than on other tool watches. So that is that is one thing to consider. Uh, the proportions, the bezel action, amazing. The proportions are fantastic. The bezel action is just like the original Pelagos, like the Black Bays. It's got that great click to it. A little bit different than the Black Bays, but very similar, like just phenomenal click. Um, I would say that that watch on bracelet was... felt a little bit lighter, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I had the SPB, which is a 40 millimeter diver in steel, but I didn't have it on the bracelet. I had it on a Tropic strap. They felt roughly the same. Maybe the Tudor was still a little bit lighter. So it's not like, not like it was overly heavy. I mean, it's still a titanium watch, like really, really lightweight. And I think, I mean, I know we think, man, it'd be awesome if they made that in steel. They can't make that in steel because then it would be better than the sub. Yeah. Like that watch with that movement, no date, that size, it's a, it, like, it's a phenomenal dive watch. Now, for me, I was initially thinking, oh, man, I, I got to go and I got to go get this. But, I br- of course, I brought in the one of the watches that would probably leave to fund it if that were to happen. And that was the SPB 149. And I think... There are, there are some differences there. There's definitely different price points. The SPB version, the SPB lines have a date, but you look at those two together. There are also a lot of similarities. They're roughly the same size. I mean, the Tudor's slightly smaller, but it's not like the SPB at, at you know forty millimeters is significantly larger. They they take up roughly the same amount of space on your wrist. Obviously, the SPB on its bracelet is heavier. Um, different different markings, different loom. Obviously, in-house chronometer grade movement versus a well, Seiko's still in-house because it's the Seiko movement, and all Seikos have in-house movements. Everybody forgets that, um, <laughs> but it's less ac- It's less accurate. I mean, just all of those things. It's just it's, not cost it's, certified. It's not. But does anybody need that right now? No. <laughs> um, and that's where I really have the conundrum. It's like, like. The, the Tudor's a phenomenal watch. Like, don't get me wrong. I saw it. I was like, oh, what would I need to do to make that happen? And then it's like, well, what would I enjoy more? And then, what, like, would there always be the thing in the back of your head that you'd baby it? Because, like, I know, Brian, you said you don't baby your watches. I tend, I tend to try not to. Like, I'll be like, but, like, at the same point, 
if I'm going to the pool and I had my speedy on, it's like, well, yeah, I could, I could in theory, jump in the pool with this and it would be fine. But I own dive watches. I'm going to put on a dive watch and go to the pool. Like it, at the end of the day, last week, after going to see the tutor, I had to go, I knew I was going to mow the lawn and then go out to the pool. And I had the SPB on and I kept it on. I was like, you know something, we're going to the pool. I'm going to do a quick change. I'm not putting on my G-Shock to mow the lawn. I wasn't bagging anyway, so it wasn't like there was any risk. Like, when you bag it, you're banging metal around. Like, you know, I try to take care of my things, but I don't baby them. It's like, all right, putting the SPB on, and we're just going to ride the afternoon out. I don't know that I would do that with the tutor. And that, and it has nothing to do with the watch not being able to take it or needing to be babied. It's just at the end of the day, I feel like I would have changed watches, and I don't know that I like that. It's weird. That's fair. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, the going to the pool and speedy. I, I definitely would never wear my speedy anywhere near any body of water, uh, more than just a, a faucet when I'm washing my hands. Um, but I have zero problems wearing any of my watches doing any, you know, kind of mass eh, exaggeration. I wouldn't do like <laughs> chainsawing or something like that. But I mean, like oh, I have worn my Oak and Oscars when I'm doing that. You know, I, I have worn um, my GMT for almost anything that I'm doing just because I, I know that it can stand up to it. And if not, it's got a five-year warranty on it. So if something breaks, it'll be fixed in short order. Well, you know, relative short order. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing that you mentioned that I I think is interesting and I kind of want to get y'all's, you know, gauge your feelings on it is that you mentioned the price point between the uh, the new 39 Pelagos and the SPB that you have. Mm-hmm. What's our, our, you know, your read initially on the price point of the new Pelagos? At 4,400? I think it's at 5,500 if I'm not. I thought oh, it was 44. 44. Okay, 44. I'm sorry. 5,400 yeah. no, is the manufacturer's caliber of the movement. Perhaps Thank that's you, what was uh, stuck in your mind. That, yeah. Probably so, and I appreciate the correction on that. But yeah, well, I mean, where do you guys where do you guys land on the price? Too high, so too low, right on point. I think that's right on point. I mean, and the other Buzzy, you were talking about, and that, this is why I wanted to touch on your idea of a sport watch versus a dive watch versus whatever. I I have the new Oris PPX, and I think that is a phenomenal modern looking titanium sport watch. I know it goes more pilot or modern interpretation of pilot. And I know you were very, very keen on that watch when it originally kind of came out. And I know you probably still are. And that's why I was going like splitting hairs between sport watch and diver. I I mean, this is a fantastic diver. Don't get me wrong. This is absolutely a fantastic diver. The titanium is a little, I don't, the titanium isn't off-putting by any means, but it's going to have a different feel. And I find it interesting too. Those watches are roughly the same price point. Oris doesn't Cosk certify their movements, even though they have similar specs. They, they the specs that they tune them to run within Cosk specs. There's just no independent validation of it. So you know the, you, your experience may vary there, but at the end of the day, and Oris has a ten year warranty as well. So like obviously, if it's not running within spec, you send it back. And as long as you didn't like bash the movement, I think obviously they'd make good on that. Um, I just find the fact that those two watches came out and they, they, I think, honestly, I think the Oris is at what, 4,300 versus the Tudor at 44. Like, I think the price is very fair. If anything, the Tudor's probably at a better price point for, with the chronometer grade movement, it, like with, with a couple of things you get in it. And that's not to, to bash the Oris because obviously I love that watch. I think it's a very fair price point. 
I don't know how easy it's going to be to obtain one for the next three to six months. Oh yeah. Um, and and that was that's kind of been Tudor's mo now for a while, and it's obviously it's be, it's more attainable than a Rolex. But I feel like interestingly enough, we, we we've talked about kind of where the economy. We haven't really talked about where the economy is going. I know our buddies over on Risk Cheese Radio have kind of talked about market prices dipping and things like that. In a weird way, given price points. Maybe Tudor remains harder to acquire because the folks who are like, oh, I want the new sub. I'll wait for the new sub. They see this like, I don't know. This looks a lot better and it's half the price. Maybe I go with that. Like it's cooler. It's got this. It wears better. Like maybe maybe in a weird way, if the economy kind of stays a little bit depressed, maybe Tudor continues to be harder to get because it has the, the, the value and the heritage association with Rolex and they're producing really good watches, and their price point is pretty. I mean, I, I think at forty four hundred bucks, it's a great watch. Like I, I, like I said, I'm I'm considering. Do I like the watches that I would have to move to make this happen more, or would I really rather just consolidate into one watch to wear? Um, I had a, a like a, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of agreement lined up with a buddy on the SPB. And then is like, and I was thinking, you know, even if I don't buy the Tudor, maybe maybe it's time for the SPB to go. And then I wore it, and I got this sink. It was like, oh, <sighs> this is just such a good watch. Like, and that that's that like, and, and part of that is I can actually go and I can wear the SPB for a week and decide is is this the right call or is that like because and, and for a thirteen hundred dollar watch, the SPB is great. There are some things that are like. That I would change the clasp isn't as good, obviously. Now I don't tend to use the micro adjust other than as a fidget spinner as much. Like I don't have to adjust my wrist as much. Mm-hmm. Um, the end link fitment on the SPB is a little bit sloppier. There's a little, little bit, you know, of, of play there. But it's again, it's a thirteen hundred dollar watch versus a forty four hundred dollar watch. So you're you're starting to think, what can you live with mentally? What are you good with? And the thing that that got me, and we talked a little bit about this pre-show. I've had that SPB for two plus years now and I wear it more than a lot of other stuff. And I put it through its paces. It goes to the pool. It does everything. I would be hard pressed to find a scratch on that thing, which tells me that Dia Shield actually might be living up to its name. Now the tutor that I tried on, the Pelagos, the new one, the 39, had wasn't in the case at Richter and Phillips. It was kind of behind the counter. There were some people who were interested in it. But so, like a few of us have tried it on. I don't think a ton of people have tried it on. And there was, there, I mean, it's in places where it's going to happen anyway. Right. Like we've talked about this on my Speedy. There's the little Omega logo and there's a little bit of a wear mark on the bracelet where that Omega logo touches. There were already on that clasp, on the links that I would probably be removing because I'd be, be taking several out, just a little bit of, just a little bit of wear from the bracelet, from moving up and down where, where the clasp is. Like, and I just kind of wonder, how is the titanium on that going to hold up long-term? Now, I don't necessarily care about it, but it's just one of those things that you see that, and you're like, in the back of your head, it's like, am I going to feel like LSU, like I've made a terrible mistake? <laughs> <laughs> had to work it in. It had to be done. <laughs> no, no, no. I, um... <laughs> Here's a, a, a controversial opinion. It's circuitous too. Um, apparently, the state of Louisiana loves me. Okay. Really? Because St. Augustine 
define love as willing the good of the other. And if I had to deal with Brian Kelly for like one more season, I, <laughs> I would have gone clinical, right? Um, and they love me so much that they took that schmuck off our hands. I, I, I joke about that. I thought we were stuck with him until he retired. And we thank you so much, Spangler, and the school where he goes to veterinary school. Like, I can't thank them enough. I, I realize we lost this weekend, but we actually looked decent yeah. against Ohio State. Um, go from five to eight or nine. I'm good with that. <laughs> cool. It'll be a boring season until Clemson comes to town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Um, not to digress to college football too much. It had to be worked in, but like, that's where I go. It's like burn the hand two in the bush. Like I, I know where things are going. I know what I like. I really like the new Pelagos. Do I, I don't think that can live in the same collection as the SPB. Like I really like if you had unlimited funds, absolutely. But like at the same point, like it's it just, it's killing. It. And, and honestly, I don't know that it can live in the same collection as a Submariner. Yeah, I think it's that good. It's that good. Um, I I would agree. So the funny thing is, like, I I do think that they purposefully uh, nerfed it uh, as a no date and not had a date option. I I think that that they did that as much as as the sticking with titanium and not letting it be in steel because I actually think that I could probably get over the titanium if it had a date. Like I love that my black bay is no date. I sign and date a ton of stuff at work all the time, like objective evidence that things were completed and, and, and such. And ugh, it, it really is a pain sometimes to not have a date. And man, if, if this one had a date, I would, and, and they were able to do that without significantly thickening it. I would, uh, I, I think that I would stop having the, uh, it's another tutor objections as much. That's fair. What I think inter- is interesting, and I'm looking at their website right now, we're talking prices and specs and what all you get for your money. You know, the new uh, the new Pelagos is listed at 4400 for a 39 millimeter no date titanium dive watch. The new Black Bay Pro with an in-house manufacturer GMT local jump hour movement is $400 less and stainless steel. It's just I mean, pretty interesting. I think they're, if anything, that makes me think that the Pelios is underpriced. They probably could have gotten a little bit more out of it. And especially like they've got, uh, they've got the rubber with it, which, which is a yeah. nice touch. Um, I, I think I like that. I think where it's priced in their hierarchy, I think it's super compelling. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really you know, do. The, the one thing that I really don't like about it, and this is like, again, just personal because I, I have so many straps. I don't like that it's got 21 millimeter lugs. Mm-hmm. I don't for the life of me know why they did that. 
Oh, it has 21 millimeter lugs. It does. So I watched a uh, a video that Adrian with that. Mark and Jack dropped uh, yesterday, oh. and it's got 21 millimeter lugs. I thought it had 20 because that would make so much sense that it would have 20. So that's what they, if I remember correctly, that's what they're advertising. But he put a pair of calipers on it, and it's 21 millimeters. So if you put it on a strap, it's going to look a little sloppy. But what did he have a pre-production model or a production model? You're not going to change log sizes on, and and yeah, send I don't it think out they to... no, 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 no. I just mean like are the tolerances slightly because it should be similar, if not the same. But I'm looking online and they don't even mention anything under the specifications of the actual lug width. It just says the bracelet, and then it uh, comes with the complimentary black rubber strap with pin buckle um, but it does not mention anywhere the actual lug width I love getting compliments from straps same <laughs> the one thing also that and I haven't again seen the new Pelagos in person but it looks like it has so Tudor released a new uh, crown this year on the Black Bay Pro it looks like it has the same crown the Pelagos as the Black Bay Pro, which is nice because it has a little bit more knurling to it. So you, it feels like you're getting a better wind whenever you're actually, you know, touching it. Nice. The, I legitimately uh, didn't even notice that because I didn't try to take it out or wind it because it was running because enough people had handled it. Right. Um, it does have crown guards though, which I yeah. actually is, is a night. Like I think I know it makes the case a little bit less symmetrical, but I do like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the the Ranger I'm looking at it right now is uh, almost identical to the Black Bay GMT, where it's a lot a uh, lot less rugged and I uh, go back to that knurling. It just it it's easier to slip in the hand whenever you're going to wind or specifically like unscrew the crown, where the Black Bay Pro has more of an aggressive uh, cut to the actual crown, so it uh, it's got a better visceral feel to it. No, it's 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 an interesting it's a great watch. I still I'm still going back and forth on how the collection ends up shaping up. Um, and whether or not this is in the future now. The other thing too is you kinda wonder does another colorway come out at Watches and Wonders? Yeah. And which way would they go? Because they've already got the blue with the MN, the Marine Nationale. The original be a, a different color blue than the Pelagos blue, though. Right, but this black is not like the original Pelagos black. I think True. red would be a bridge too far, unless they went red and black, a la the original Black Bay. I don't know that they would do that. Yeah, it makes you already have the it, the red Pelagos print there yeah. too, which is definitely yeah. Why well, do that and then do you make think, a red variant? Honestly, you know where I think they go because Great. they haven't done this. Yeah, green. I think green. they go green. That's, that's my thought too. And that would be sick, like a hunter green, like a, a good dark forest yes. green almost. It would look really good. And the thing is, is the gold Black Bay 58 that they did is a it's a brighter green, so I think they'd go darker than that. Um almost like almost kind of like the 
Seamaster Professional Green. Yes. That mm-hmm. dark of a... Yep. Because that, that with the first really style good. would look amazing. It would. It also um, needs... I mean, it, it needs to be that Hunter Green because we, we need to make it far, far away from Hulk and S- Starbucks, GMT, whatever that monstrosity is yeah. called. Or the Sprite that they just released. The Sprite, well. yeah. Sprite works. Yeah. It'd be interesting. There, uh, I mean, there's a guy that we'll get a I yellow follow. one. There's a guy that I follow on Instagram. Uh, his handles at steel underscore reef, and he likes to do these renderings. Yes, and he dropped one of the new Pelagos thirty nine in gold, and yeah, it I saw that. looks amazing. Like I would ten ten out of ten buy that. No questions asked. I don't care. Would buy it right now. <laughs> So, Tudor, if you're listening, if you want to make a gold 39 mil no-date Pelagos, sign me up. That's that's an end-game watch for me in the Tudor world. I And possibly that, your marriage, depending on how your wife feels about this <laughs> responsibility. Yeah. Well, depending on what the price point is. <laughs> I mean, I think you know that price point is going to – that's going to have to start at least – if it starts with a two, the next number behind that's a nine. <laughs> yeah. My guess is that number starts with a three. <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, but it, it can't cost as much as the Rolex, which what? Those are 36. So I don't know. Maybe it could be in the high twos. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they'd ever do it, but I mean, there's crazier things that have happened. They did the steel and gold. Uh, GMT this year. Yes. They did, but those are capped. So I could see them doing the same, though, like a, an all-gold cap. Cap the whole watch? Uh, Why not? Weird. But yeah. it would be, if we talk value propositions, that would be the yeah. value proposition. Well, and then what they would have to, if they did the all-gold cap, I mean, you're right, but the good thing there is that the gold cap that they do on the Pel- on the Black Bay is brushed. It's not polished. Right. How TVG, sick would that be? I'm telling VJ that could, that could work on the Aquas that they just came out with, the steel and gold. Come on, man. <laughs> Tudor, if you're listening, you need to do an all-gold capped Pelagos 39 black dial. So here's my question. Would you cap the titanium or would you cap it in steel? I think you'd have to cap it in titanium. Yeah, that probably. That would be so weird because the gold capping – the gold would add some weight, but if you're capping something that was steel, it would add weight to an already decently heavy watch. Adding it to a titanium watch would have a really weird optical like feel. Like you know what I mean? It'd look like yeah. oh, this is a gold yeah, yeah. watch. It should be heavy. It'd be like it's lighter than it should be. It's because it's gold capped over titanium. I think if That'd it were in, in an ideal world, I would want it gold stainless steel capped. Just because it's got more sheen to it, so it would give the appearance that it's like that polished look where the titanium, as you mentioned, is brushed, so it would be a little bit more muted. Um, but then at the same time, like that, it could go either way. I don't know. If you're going to go all gold cap or otherwise, I feel like you want to be flashy, so stainless steel cap would probably be the move because it's going to add that extra flash to it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, the new one, I think we all agree, it's a great watch. 
I'll be curious to see if it whose collection it ends up in. Let me put it that way. And I'll be curious to see how quickly they become more. Like I know that they're already at the ads. I'll be curious to see um, when it when the second round comes and how 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 available these become eventually. Because that's that's obviously I think that's something we all hope for. Yeah. Yeah. They don't seem to be hitting social media as fast as the uh, Black Bay Pro did. And, you know, you mentioned also, like, there haven't been a whole lot of Rangers on social media either. And I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's, you know, supply and demand and supply chain issues or if just maybe it's not as highly sought after as, you know, the Black Bay Pro was. I, I'm not sure. Well, I also kind of wonder, too, like I said, I tried on a Ranger in the case, but it was the Ranger on a NATO. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of the reasons to buy the Ranger is to get the T-Fit clasp. So oh, absolutely. If they're shipping, if they're if every third watch they ship is the one with the T-Fit clasp, my guess is there could be multiple Rangers on either. Did they? There was one on a leather strap as well, correct? Or was it? Just, I believe so. Yeah. So only thirty percent are selling, or people are going to buy the other ones and have to pay up for the bracelet later. Like that. I think. I think that's probably part of it. Is you know, the Black Bay Pro came on. I guess the Black Bay Pro was the same way. It came on straps yeah, as well. Variant. But that so that's another very nice feature to the Ranger that we have not mentioned yet. Is that the uh, the bracelet itself does not have the faux rivets on it, and it's entirely brushed. It's not polished, so you don't have to worry as much about it actually scratching. Um, so it, it 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 also adds to that luxurious feel of it not feeling as sporty. Um, so that's that's one thing that I really like about the uh, the bracelet on the Ranger. Lack of rivets, yeah, mm-hmm. that's nice. And the all brush, like it's just it it adds to the overall you know feel of the watch. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, I kind of forgot about that. It's. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how quickly that stock comes back and what the demand continues to be. Like it, like I said, the, the new Pelagos, great watch. I, I mean, I think all their releases have been have been solid releases this year. I, aesthetically, I'm not as attracted to the Black Bay Pro, and it has less to do with the the um, the dimensions and more to do with the design. I'm just, just less of a fan of the 1655 than a lot of folks, but that's just, that's just me. Um, and that, like that, the way the bezel looks is all a matter of taste. So, like that's mm-hmm. my taste is I'm not as big of a fan of that version of that 24 hour type of a dial or di- uh, scale on the on the bezel. But that's just me. Uh, but spec wise, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Like for 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 the price point, it's really tough to argue with the value there, and it does wear better than it should. Um, yeah, I don't know. The that new that new Pelagos is haunting my dreams, but. The thought of selling my SPB gave me a sinking pit in my stomach. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know what to do there. Tough call. It is. It is. Oh well. Well, you'll figure it out. I will eventually. And the good thing is, if I don't get the first one, I'll have some time to think about it. <laughs> They will be making more, that's for sure. Oh, they will. I just don't know how quickly they'll be making more. <laughs> but anyway, well, I mean, I think I think we've we've uh, beat the subject to death uh, on on the new Tudor releases. Um, obviously, we're all fans of, of most of, if not all, of what they do. Bryant, appreciate you coming on and giving your take on on 
two of the three new releases from a from a livability and a hands-on and a, and a personal ownership experience um and then we will uh you know we'll, we'll we'll get to see kind of what what how the pelago shapes up from a availability perspective and maybe see what tutor does uh next year whether they they keep coming out and playing these hits or new colorways what have you it'll be uh it'll be interesting but uh appreciate you coming on it's always fun to catch up yeah absolutely thank you guys so much for having me you know what i realized we hadn't done yet we haven't done our manscaped app no we have not and you know something bryant looks like somebody at least from the facial perspective um who would care about male grooming products absolutely and you know something i I mean you know, you you look like somebody who who enjoys mowing a good lawn, and I can tell you the lawnmower 4.0. <laughs> if you ever needed to take that thing completely off, even if we aren't talking below the belt, wherever, but like if you ever needed to take the beard off, I did test it there first. I have very coarse facial hair, and before we ended up going anywhere a little bit more sensitive, you got to you got to try it off on a place. You're like, you know, we're gonna see how this works. It's got guards. You could tell you could if you wanted the beard to be short but not gone, you could do that. Um, just saying, and, and Buzzy, Buzzy's going to talk a little bit about. Uh, we were talking about ceramic bezels, ceramic blades. Sir, yeah, exactly, you, you got to love ceramic blades. Uh, I, I love the the variation on the pitch, so you're only cutting o- over a small region that's constantly changing all the time. Instead of instead of it being like the same pitch and just uh, oh, it'd be terrible. It'd be be terrible. Um, yeah, I. I am very impressed. Uh, yes, uh, the this is a more premium product. It's priced that way. But if you use our promo code, BuzzCut, 20% off and free shipping, help, helps tilt the scales in your favor a little bit. Um, it does. It, it really, it, it's, it's a tool that is well made for its purpose. I, I'm a, Really big fan uh, of mine. Um, Weed Whacker is great too, but I, I think that the uh, the lawnmower 4.0 is like it, it, it's a masterpiece. Um, more things should have have the little LED light on them. I mean, it helps illuminate where you uh, places that you want to make sure that are illuminated, so you can see what you're doing. And also, uh, side 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 um, note here: if you're going for that loom shot, you got your wrist on. You know, you could just you, know, you finish what you're doing, charge up the loom, take the loom shot for Friday night loom battle. There you go, <laughs> dual purpose. Even even more for your money's worth because it is a bright LED. Sure Don't is. Get me wrong. It it really does its job, and it's rechargeable. The inductive charging, the little stand. You gotta love it. Exactly. Um, so, like Buzzy said, promo code promo code BuzzCut for twenty percent off and free shipping. Let them know we sent you. And on that bombshell is Brian's laughing that we forgot to do our ad until the very end. We will catch everybody next time. Uh, always fun to have you on, buddy. Um, thanks for talking tutor with us, and uh, we'll we'll catch everybody uh, for episode whatever the next one is. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>